Hello, and welcome to College Planning Simplified. I'm your host, Arielle Villanueva from Advantage College Planning. More than ever, people are looking for guidance to navigate through the college admissions process. On this show, I sit down with admissions reps and consultants to discuss the ideas, the opportunities, and the strategies to take advantage of so you can simplify college planning. In today's episode, we will talk about how middle schoolers start preparing for high school with Lindsay Riggenbach from Advantage College Planning. We'll discuss summer planning, the transition to high school, and encourage reading for fun. At the end, we will share how you can access our book suggestion list for rising ninth graders too. Hey, Lindsay. Hi. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, same. I have to mention, you were once the host of this podcast and shared some great topics, and I am so excited to have you on as our guest today. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. Great. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I've been with Advantage College Planning for over four years now, and the work that I do with students and families as I guide them through the college search and application process is so fulfilling to me. I really love working with high schoolers, and I really think that this topic in particular is one that all students and families should pay attention to, that transition into high school is so critical. So I'm really excited that we're discussing this today, and I can't wait um, for us to share our ideas and thoughts about this. Yes, it's going to be great. And it's really a busy time in our office. I mean, seniors, they're receiving their admissions decisions right now. Juniors are meeting about course selection. Our sophomores and freshmen, they're gearing up for their summer plans. But today we do. We get to talk about our eighth graders and that transition to ninth grade or high school. Um, So I have a few questions for you, Lindsay. Yeah. The first one um, is pretty fun because high school, there's a lot of changes. They're both exciting and scary. And it's important to feel, you know, really prepared for what's ahead. What are some things that middle schoolers can do during the summer before high school? Yeah, I love this idea of really being intentional about the summer before high school, because I think it's not something that a lot of students and families spend a lot of time um, thinking about. So when I work with eighth graders in that transition, I really encourage them to be reflective about what they found successful as students in middle school, what they found challenging, and how they want to grow and change as high schoolers. And I think naturally, middle schoolers aren't super reflective, right? There's not really a lot of time in the school day just to sit back and think about, oh, what did I really learn about today? Or what did this quarter teach me in my biology class. So I think encouraging students to be reflective is the first piece. One of the things that I do with my students is I have us do um, a reflection sheet for each class because students are different in every discipline. You know, some students in their English classes love to participate in class. They love to talk about the books that they read, but then they're really quiet in other classes and they're not as 
prone to share their thoughts and ideas. And so taking it course by course and having students think about who was I as a student in this class? When did I demonstrate my best self? When did I feel like I failed? And did I learn from that failure? So just taking the time to reflect on each class in middle school, I think is a great way to approach the high school experience. Yeah, that's so neat. I also think that students can take it a little bit deeper too. Um, One of the things that I love to do with students as they approach ninth grade is to let them dream. So to let them think about who is this person that I want to be in high school and what would that look like when I'm about to graduate from high school? So I ask them to talk about the person they want to become each year in high school so that as they graduate from high school, they fulfilled whatever dream or goal that was, or maybe that goal or dream changed throughout their high school experience. I had a student who in middle school got a chance to be a part of the middle school play. And she always looked up to the students in high school. She went to all the high school plays and she couldn't (laughs) wait a part of the theater department in high school. And she said, I will, I see myself, you know, she was a, she was really big in this dreaming thing, which I really loved. She's like, I see myself graduating from high school um, and having on my resume that I was the lead in the high school musical. And I was like, that is so exciting. And so as she prepares to enter high school, that's part of her intentionality about her experience is how can I continue my passion in theater and achieve my goal for the end of my high school experience. And that can be anything, right? It doesn't have to be theater. Um, Maybe your student wants to dream about having a role on the robotics team or being captain of the debate team. So I think letting students dream big helps them understand that they can kind of reinvent themselves. They can they can really picture themselves in what's going to happen the next four years. Um, so I think, I guess my long answer to your great question, Ariel, is two <laughs> things, right? Both reflect, look to the past, but then also look to the future. Yeah. That's so, that, that's so interesting too. Have you ever had students, right? They're looking at the the past and reflecting, then looking at the future. Have you ever in working with them as they gear into like junior and senior year, then look back at those reflective plans? Yeah. And a lot of times it it does stay the same. Actually, I have, um, I think I would say that a majority of the students, they do follow through and they don't change dramatically from middle school to high school. And so I see that they are fulfilling those dreams, but then occasionally we'll see students just totally pivot Mm -hmm. and they're a completely different person than who they were (laughs) as middle schoolers. And that's all great. I mean, that's all part of the growth. And to me, that's the fun part of working with students is um, experiencing this with them, supporting them. Yeah, that's really great. I find too that we really enjoy the reflective and the dreaming, but also more towards like setting specific goals within that dream plan. Right. Uh, And we get to talk about this with our high school students too, but could you share more about how you can create a high school plan as an eighth grader? Yes. And I wasn't a big planner when I was in high school. I Mm -hmm. didn't like goal set every new year. I just really didn't know how to do that. And I, I just kind of went 
through day by day, you know, just checking off all the boxes of, okay, do this activity, you know, do this community service, take this class without really understanding why I wanted to do it or really feeling like I was, um, in a way setting myself up for success. And so because I didn't do that, I want students to know the benefits of doing it. And I think that, you know, my high school experience would have been so different if I had been a goal setter or (laughs) more of a planner. Um, there's just so many benefits to living with a plan and and having a goal, but then also of course being flexible too. I mean, it's okay for, for students to change, but, um, yeah, in the work that I do, I, I help students in a lot of different ways as they plan as eighth graders. So as we think about the college admissions process, we know that a student's curriculum, their course choices, ninth through 12th grade, um, are really important. You know, colleges want to see that students have challenged themselves within the context of their high school. And so making a plan in that way, I think, is one of the most significant things and that I do with eighth graders, especially because a lot of times um, that's not always an option for them to have someone sit down and create a four-year course plan. Mm, So I think to me, this is one of the most valuable things that any family can do with their eighth grader is to take a look at the course offerings at the high school and plan out what would be the ideal schedule for your student ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade with the mind towards each year that curriculum becoming more challenging all the way through senior year. I think that this intentionality within the four-year course plan can prevent some of the pitfalls that we see with students. I I see two of the biggest issues being students take on too much too soon and then they take on too little senior year. So having a four-year plan helps them grow at a pace that's really appropriate for them so that they can build in honors and maybe more rigorous classes, depending on what the high school offers as they matriculate through school. But then it also sets students up for a successful senior year so that they don't burn out and then senior year decide they just want to take two classes and have early release. (laughs) We don't want to see that happen. So I see that four-year class plan as really helping those two areas most significantly. But then I also think it's fun because high schools offer some really cool electives. And so for students to see what's available for them beyond just the standard curriculum in their academic core, I think that lets them explore and lets them think about, oh, wow, I can take a class in, you know, sports and entertainment marketing, or look, there's a class in graphic design or in apparel. And I think that um, being having a plan like that helps students to decide on those elective choices when they have more space in their curriculum as sophomores and juniors and seniors. Um and, and still, of course, maintain that rigor in their curriculum in their core areas. So yeah. I, think, I think that's probably the biggest thing is, is having that plan um, curricularly, but then also helping students identify goals for themselves within the realm of studentship, just as a student, you know? So I had, um, when my kids were in high school, we 
we painted whiteboard paint on their bedroom walls so that they could create, they could like draw on their walls. They thought this was the coolest thing ever. (laughs) Um, So they use that whiteboard for all types of different things. And some of the things that we would do would be to, you know, outline, okay, this, this is the schedule. These are the areas that I, I know I need to, to work on, um, or, you know, just to use that space in different ways. And it was so fun because it took up almost, you know, half the wall and it was so visual and, um, such a fun way for us to engage as a family too. Um, so I think that that was really a cool way to create a plan in a really visual, visual way. That's, you know, not just sitting in front of a computer and saying, okay, let's, (laughs) let's take a plan for high school. Because sometimes eighth graders are like, no, I just want to get to summer and be done. (laughs) So making it fun and creative, I think is, um, a really good way to do. And then you just paint over the wall when you're finished and it's, um, really a great way to do it. So that was one of our funnest, best things I think we did. That's so neat. I, I love that idea. So we talked a little bit about, right, like goal setting and selecting courses. And if students are listening right now, they're probably like, yeah, okay, but what about the stuff that I enjoy to do outside of school? And parents are probably thinking, oh, activity list. We've heard about activities. So how can parents support their students in that exploration process of activities and their extracurriculars? Yeah. Oh, man, this is huge, right? So Students, I think, um, can fall into a few different categories. They can be so structured and scheduled that sometimes I think parents can be most helpful when they set boundaries for their Mm -hmm. students. Um, And they, you know, really prioritize a student's health and sleep and, you know, providing some, um, some boundaries, I think, for their students because they know they're just going to get so deep into whatever interests they have and they're going to go full forward that I think it's probably the parent's job at that point in time to really say, okay, let's make sure that we're um, still in a place where you feel happy and are experiencing life as a high schooler um, and all that that entails and not just you know, so <laughs> so involved that the student has no time to breathe or have time with their friends. Um, But then I also see where um, students don't move outside of their comfort zone and they just kind of stay in this safety net. And um, I think that parents can really play a role in encouraging their students to push beyond that comfort zone and explore activities that perhaps they, you know, previously were too nervous to try or to go for. I think in that case, um, what I've seen with students, you know, working with so many students and families, and then even with my own, is giving students permission to fail or to back out if it's not what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's okay, especially as a student transitions to ninth and 10th grade, for students to not be successful in absolutely everything that they do. Um, and to maybe try something, not like it, and switch gears and, and to be okay with that. I think sometimes as parents, that's really hard. I saw that with my own, you know, um, my my oldest got a part-time job um, and really struggled to maintain that balance between 
work and school. And it was hard to watch, you know, my kids struggle in that way. But the lessons learned there, I think were so important and so valuable. Um, And those life skills are something that, you know, they use to this day. Um, But as parents, it's really hard to watch, to watch that struggle. Um, So I totally get that. But giving students space to fail, I think is so important. And to know that you're there to catch them and to boost them back up, but that it's okay for them to not, it's okay for not everything to work out right away. Yeah, that's really helpful. Thanks for sharing that. The support for parents is, is just as important. Yes. Um, So I'm switching gears a little bit here because we were chatting about this a few weeks ago and you mentioned the idea and I really enjoyed it of reading for fun um, and how, you know, that concept changes when you go to high school. Could you share a little bit more about reading for fun? Cause I thought it was so neat. Yes. I love this. Yeah. Ariel, I think that um, middle school kids get a lot of time to read during the school day. I think even now, like I think um, in talking to the middle school students that I work with, they still have time during their class periods to read Um, or you have a study session or there's like days devoted to reading and um, the books they read in middle school are so fun. I love middle school aged books, you know, that age group. Um, I think that that it's awesome. And, and students really do, um, prioritize reading and teachers prioritize reading at that age. Of course, that's just developmentally appropriate. But then what I see is that as I watch my students grow during high school is that the reading shifts, like then it's reading for, um, you know, the purpose of, of context, of content, of curriculum, of, um, you know, the, the knowledge gaining that they need to have in, in their coursework. And it's less about, um, reading fiction books um, that they used to read in middle school and having a good time with that. So one of the things that I really encourage students to do is still somehow prioritize the reading that they loved in middle school as high school students. And that can be pretty impossible during the school year. And so I think the summer is a really important time for students to make sure that they're still reading for fun, Um, especially because it it opens up the opportunity for them to read genres that they don't have a chance to read during the school year. You know, there's not a lot of curriculum that emphasize um, fantasy or mystery or, um, you know, romance and, and, you know, the kind of coming of age stories that middle school kids sometimes get the chance to read and they just don't, they just don't prioritize that in high school. And I see that it becomes easier, especially as students, as they grow and as families loosen kind of the, the reins on screen time, you know, sometimes it's hard to know if your teenager is sitting in their bed watching Netflix or if they're reading a book, (laughs) you know? So most likely your teenager is watching Netflix and not reading a book. So I think, um, you know, as families still prioritizing, um, some reading, even just as a family, um, can be something really that's really a fun way to do it. And actually it's really funny. Um, I just remembered this, that, um, with my oldest, we used to read at breakfast every morning uh, because he's such a reader. He loved to read. And it, it was really kind of sci-fi fantasy that he would read all the time. And so even just that 20 minutes of, 
um, you know, us just sitting side by side, eating our cereal and reading um, was really just a great way to keep reading a part of his life, but then, you know, having it not take up so much time. Yeah, that's, that's such a cool idea. And we were just chatting too with one of our colleagues about how she right now is reading a book alongside her son um, and they're reading the book together. So I think those ways of like really joining in on yeah. the reading process are great. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Reading is so fun. I mean, I enjoy reading too, so it's fun for me. Um, and we have a surprising little tidbit for our listeners today. So if you are interested in hearing more about our ninth grade book recommendations, you can actually head to our website at advcp.com forward slash podcast. If you subscribe to the podcast, you'll go ahead and receive our email with our ninth grade book recommendations. And I enjoyed looking at these recommendations so much. Uh, We picked out a suspense book, a classic book, and a coming of age book, which I happened to find last night on Amazon Prime as a movie. So I watched that. Um, So subscribe to our podcast and you'll uh, get that email list of the recommendations. But that brings us to the end of this episode Thanks so much to Lindsay Riggin back for joining us and chatting about preparing for high school. Yes. Thanks, Ariel. This was such a fun conversation. Yeah. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we hope that everyone listening really uh, learned a lot and got some help navigating the road to college as a rising high school student. And as always, thanks for listening to College Planning Simplified. I'm Ariel Villanueva with Advantage College Planning.